It's your radio sisters. I'm Rachel. I'm Bo. And I'm Ally Cat. Well, we're singers, songwriters, and sisters. And if you're curious about the creative process like we are, stick around right here. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories and interviews from the world's biggest stars and most creative minds. You'll take away artistic gems to fuel your own creative process and get that project started already. Or get the mojo to keep on going. That's right. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Allie, along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo, and we're so stoked that you're hanging out with us this Mm -hmm. weekend. Now, if you're ever feeling like you should be a little more of this or a little less of that, we want you to turn the volume down on those thoughts and turn the volume up on you. That's right. Turn up who you are meant to be. And on today's episode, you're going to hang out with four guests who are going to help you tune in to more of the authentic you. Let's get to it, sisters. The Mulberry Lane show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're gonna have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, first up today, you're gonna hang with Steven Jenkins, frontman of the band Third Eye Blind. Now, you know Third Eye Blind from that song, also this song. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. And there are so many others, guys. And today, Steven, who's the lead singer of Third Eye Blind, the multi-platinum band, they've sold over 12 million records worldwide. He's going to tell you how you can operate your life more like a rock star and get more of what you want. You'll also hear all about the Summer Gods Tour coming to Kansas City June 23rd, so stay tuned for that. Okay, girls, who's next on the show? All right, pull up a chair and hear from Matt Fuqua of The Afters. Now, the Afters have chalked up numerous dub awards, several Billboard number one Christian hits, like that song you just heard. You're going to hear all about their album, Fear No More. And if you are one of the many people suffering from anxiety, you're going to hear what Matt has to say about it and how they have learned to cope with anxiety within the band. All right, Allie, who's next? Well, then we have best-selling young adult novelist, Angie Sage. Now, you guys have heard from Angie here before when she talked about her wildly acclaimed seven-book fantasy series, Septimus Heap. Well, Angie's back today to talk about her all-new fantasy novel called Maximilian Fly. And today, you guys are going to hear from Angie all about the book. Plus, she has some really good advice about getting to that quiet place where you can create. And if you're a woman creator, she has some special advice for you. You will be nodding your head in agreement for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, then, guys, finally, you're going to meet actor Cameron Cuff today. You're going to enter the DC Universe, hear all about the hit series Krypton, which is on the Sci Fi Network. And basically, Cameron plays Superman's grandfather. So this goes back in time just a little bit. The show airs Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Central, and Cameron has some Superman. Superman tips to help you get in touch with the superhero inside of you. Can't ask for much more than that. (laughs) Bring out those capes. (laughs) Time to fly. And speaking of superhero capes, we want to wish all the dads or father figures tuning in a happy Father's Day weekend. You play a very important role in your family's lives and we salute you today. Oh yeah. And before we go to break, Rachel, you attended a board meeting this week. Tell us about it. Yes, I sit on the board of Arts in Motion here in Nebraska and it's a fabulous group that supports ballroom dancing for kids in school. So it's a social emotional 
professional learning component that the schools need so bad. So I walked into the board meeting and of course the first thing I do is go straight for the wine and I poured myself what some people might consider a little too much wine. <laughs> I hear and, your I, girl. and I kind of felt people looking at me like, did she know she really poured that glass pretty full? So I looked at them and I said, my kids are home for summer. <laughs> I didn't need to say anymore. That says it all. All right. Well, if your kids are home for summer and you need a break, keep on listening. We've got some great content coming right at you after this. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind. Coming up next. Joins Third Eye Blonde. <laughs> we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, Advanced Comprehensive Medical, Surgical, and Cosmetic Dermatologic Care. BraddockFinnegan.com Your one-stop shop for creativity. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. This is Rachel with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Well, kicking off your summer right. If you guys love that outdoor festival feel where you can lose yourself in songs like Semi Charm Life and Jumper, then you'll want to get your hands on a ticket to the Summer Gods Tour with Third Eye Blind and special guest Jimmy Eat World. Coming through the Midwest to Kansas City June 23rd. Now, Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind is here now to chat the tour, and if we heard right, some new music. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Stephen Jenkins. <laughs> Hi, Allie. Hi, Rachel. It's nice to be uh, talking to you guys in Omaha. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay, the Summer Gods Tour, what can fans expect from this tour? Let's see. We were really careful in choosing who we wanted to go out with because I want to just have that like big sense of aliveness when we play, and that's got to happen when people actually play the music and not play along to a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Jimmy Eat World and Raw Raw Riot were really good choices. I haven't played with them before. I'm looking forward to it. And for us, we've got some new music coming out. We've got an album that's going to be called Screamer. Okay. Um, of course, it was supposed to be out for the tour, but it's not ready. But we'll be that playing happens. some new songs from that. And yeah, and we'll have a, we'll have a new single out too. So you got to follow the music. You guys know this. Yep. You got to follow the song. Yeah. And uh, it hasn't led us into uh, to being finished yet, but it's almost there. Okay, so now, going in the studio, recording now versus recording back in the day, how is it different for you now? I don't know. I don't think I'm evolved enough to, like, remember how I was and how I've changed. Okay. You said you don't think you're evolved enough? Yeah. I mean, I'm still, like, writing songs sitting on my bed um, with my acoustic guitar. I'm still sitting in cafes, you know, Uh writing lyrics. So a lot of these fundamentals are still there. Um, So that part's the same. Yeah. And then still, like, playing with musicians and, like, with people in my band and, you know, working stuff out. And the collaboration and part. Drums. Yeah. Collaboration part is still the same. Yeah. Okay. And then when you write, do you hear the production as you're writing, or does that come later? Um, I hear it. I hear it. Like, if things are going really well, it's like I'm just kind of, like, hearing this song from some mystic radio that just comes down in my head. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so now your actual writing, lyric process, you were an English literature major. So are lyrics really important to you? Do you spend a lot of time on lyrics? I do, yeah. And if they're not right, then I just, like, I, I feel, like, uh, terrible. Okay. So are you hard on yourself? Uh, no, I'm not hard on myself at all. Of course I'm hard on myself. <laughs> I'm an artist. 
<laughs> we all hate ourselves. Okay, yeah. so now, yeah. you know, this show, we like to encourage creatives to get in touch with their creative side and, you know, people who may have given up their hobby or their side hustle or their creative project, you know, we like to encourage people to not give it up. But what you just talked about as creatives, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. So how do you work through that? Or do you just embrace it? What advice would you have for a creative that needs to work through that? Just know that it won't help. It won't help you at all. There's a mindset that you have to stay punk rock. You have to be like, I'm going to huck it out there. How you feel about it is none of my concern. I'm just going to like say the truth of what I'm feeling and the consequences will be what they may. I don't care if it's a good song or if it's a bad song. It's a song. It's my song. I'm putting it out there. That's the mindset you need to be in. And what you need to do is cultivate that mindset. And when your critic, the inside critic comes in, you should know that that is not rock and roll at all. Mm, I love that. You have to be like, so cultivate being fierce. Cultivate being fearless. And it is a state of mind that you can't actually develop, which means that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to put your foot in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You have to be like willing to live in that space. And how often do you still have to remind yourself of that? All the time, all the time. The the other thing is like, you can't be that way all the time. So I think that artists have to be quiet. You need a lot of time. Like I'm not a loner, but Mm -hmm. people say like, you need to be alone a lot. You do, you need to process. And you have to give yourself the space of like, I need to be quiet and alone, you know, reading, kind of taking things in, really listening to music, all those kinds of things. I need to have that thing so that I can then just go out there and be unencumbered. Get in that fearless Um, space. Yeah. I love that. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Before we let you go, I do want to mentioned that you are offsetting your carbon footprint on this tour. So just address that a little bit, what you're doing. You know, I think all artists should do this. We got prompted by a fan about it because I talk about how we went plastic-free because I'm a surfer and this kind of thing with surfers where it's like we have to be people protecting the ocean. So all those plastic bottles, all those straws that you use, when you see any of those kind of like single-use plastics, all those things, eventually, they end up in uh, landfill. They end up in the ocean. You guys are in Omaha, right? Yep. Yeah, so you have the Gala Aquifer down That's there. That's true. Which is like Very an true. absolute miracle of water. Yeah. Plastic particles will end up in that water table, and I think that is evil. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even there in the Midwest, it's like, look out for it. So we decided to do that, and then a fan said, well... I hope you're going to be doing carbon offsets as well. They said Pearl Jam is, and I was like, I'm not going to get beat out by Pearl Jam. <laughs> so, so we um, we looked up a group that will estimate the amount of carbon that you're putting it out, and then we donate that amount of money to preserve trees in a temperate rainforest in Alaska. But what we found out is that on the Summer Gods tour, it's really the fans who contribute the most carbon. So we decided that we're going to donate their carbon footprint as well. Okay. And then we just encourage people to, like, find their way to sustainability themselves. 
All right. Well, Stephen, we want to thank you so much for joining the show. We appreciate hearing about the tour and what you're doing to offset the carbon footprint. And we'd love to have you back for a longer visit. I love you guys, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Yeah, Allie Rachel, thanks for having me. Love it. Thanks, Stephen. Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind. Make sure you check out the Summer Gods Tour coming through the Heartland Sunday, June 23rd in Kansas City at the Starlight Theater. Right around the corner, you'll hang out with Mark Fuqua of The Afters. So glad you're here with us right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm packed and I'm holding, I'm smiling, she lives and she goes and she lives for me. Says she lives for me, evasion, who own motivation. She comes out and she goes down on me. And I'll make you smile like a drug for you. Whoever what you want to do, coming over you. Keep on smiling what we go through. One stop to the rhythm that divides you. Another line I can go to with the curse Coming like a freak show takes the stage We gave in the game, she plays to say I want something else To get me through this Send me some kind of life Dr. Mary Finnegan of Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's BraddockFinnegan.com. The Mulberry Lane Show, where every creative journey is respected. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Well, if you haven't heard of the Afters before, now is the time to get to know this well-loved band. Now, the Afters have chalked up numerous Dove Awards, several Billboard number one Christian hits like Light Up the Sky and Lift Me Up. Now, Matt Fuquay of The Afters is here now to talk all about their latest album, Fear No More, and how you can overcome those obstacles in your life. Welcome, welcome to the show, Matt of The Afters. I've never had a more musical and lovely intro ever oh, in my whole life. Well, thank you. We are so happy you are on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now this album I read is the most personal album for the afters. So, you know, in order to share your hearts in the way that you have on this album, you had to really get to a place of vulnerability, each of you with yourselves and then with each other mm-hmm. in order to take the music there. So was yeah. the process a little bit different in writing this album than you have experienced before? As a songwriter, where we all are is, like, songwriting is kind of an extension of just real life. Okay. And I feel like where we're getting now is we're writing about what's going on in our own lives. And so that, I feel like, is a different level of vulnerability. It's real easy to talk about something that your friend is going through. It's much harder, I think, to talk about maybe what you are going through. Right. You know what I mean? Yourself, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to know exactly how you feel about things, you know, as you're going yeah. through them as well. Th- the song Fear No More is the title track, mm-hmm. and that really, I think, is the thesis statement of the album. So you mm-hmm. talk about how that song came about and what inspired it. The four of us, the band, we have grown very close to each other. Maybe a lot of people kind of understand 
like how much time you put into something like this. But I joke with people, but it's really not a joke, it's actually true, that I've spent way more time with Josh in my whole life than I have with my own wife. Yeah, I, I, get um, that. I know Jordan, Josh, and Dan better than I know pretty much anybody else in my life. One of the greatest things about becoming really close to someone, you begin to share things that you might not share with other people. Right. And one of those things for a couple of our guys is anxiety. A shocking amount of people in our culture today uh, struggle with. And ultimately, you know, the way we go in to approach a song is because we don't all live together. I okay. live in Dallas. Josh lives in Phoenix. Uh, our other two guys live in Nashville. It's really like we get together, we catch up, right? So right. we just start right. talking about, well, what's going on with you? Oh, I saw you posted about this. What's really going on with that? You know, in this season of life, the one who's really uh, struggling with anxiety is Jordan. His little girl just turned one. When he found out he was pregnant, we started having these conversations like, I don't know if I'm going to be a good dad. My parents are divorced. So what if I end up like my dad? And I, you know, and we're like, Jordan, dude, you don't have to, don't worry about that. You're not your dad. You're going to be a great dad. We talked through different passages of scripture, being anxious for nothing, uh, but with everything by fear. And ultimately where that led us is to the song Fear No More, you know, okay. and that kind of dictated... It's you almost know, a song you wrote for Jordan, in a way, to help yeah, him through his anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Josh really, like, put a lot of himself out there. Like, I used to struggle with anxiety uh, when his dad passed away from cancer. He got, like, a r real crazy case of hypochondria, you know? Like, he, uh -huh. he would think, oh, I'm going to die, too. His dad died real, real young. And so Josh really struggled with that, too. Like, well, I could die any minute. That was kind of one of the beginnings of where we went with this album and it's not really all songs about you know like fear and anxiety or whatever i mean it's a lot of other really great things we try to write about all of it uh-huh the whole field of emotion well if you're just tuning in right now you're listening to matt fuquay of hit making christian band the afters right here on the mulberry lane show as a band or as an individual, when you are fearful or doubtful, you know, where do you go? And what advice would you have for someone that might be in a dark period in their life? My advice to everyone who is, is dealing with anxiety is you've got to get involved in community. God did not create us to be isolated from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people in our day and age have confused community with friends and likes mm -hmm. and thumbs up. You know what I mean? Right. But those aren't real relationships. When things go bad, no one's going to go to the people that liked their last video and say, hey, I'm really having a hard time here and I need help. You know what I mean? Right. Like That's just not the kind of community that God created us for. Our friends, our community at our churches and, and our real relationships that we have, those are shadows of what God created us for. So you have to have real relationships in your life. And to me, the perfect place for those is your, your local church. Yeah. That's the first thing. And then the second thing I would just do is say, lean hard into, into God. Um, mm -hmm. People are really frustrated, you know, with, well, God, why do I struggle with this? I thought you created me to have life more abundant and this right. is not what i'm experiencing right. you know like what i'm experiencing is actually really hard when the reality um, doesn't fit the version that you yeah, have in your head exactly, of the way things exactly. should be right god has a more abundant life planned for us so in the words of the immortal chris martin 
nobody said it was easy, right? <laughs> like, isn't it easier to just sweep everything under the rug and pretend like everything's good, yes. right? Yes. But eventually that falls apart. The reality is we're all broken so many different ways. The truth is that we all need help. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are pretending really hard like we don't need it, but we do. You know, don't feel like you're alone. If it's fear or anxiety or if you uh, struggle with addiction, whether it's alcohol or pornography or whatever. I mean, this is like everybody. Everybody has these struggles, and everybody's afraid to talk about them. And we all need Jesus. And you have to have people around you that will support you through that and love you through that. And He's going to walk with you through this, and so am I. You know what I mean? Love that message. Before we let you go, and just touch on the song, Well Done. And now that is Mm -hmm. really resonating with audiences in a big way. From my perspective, as we're kind of like writing these ideas down, I was thinking of my grandfather. But he passed away, and I was talking to my dad. He said, you know, your grandpa, every day, uh, he would pray for every single one of his kids and their spouses and all of their children by name every single day. And my dad said, and now I feel like that burden falls on me. (sighs) My grandpa not only lived his life well and loved the Lord, and, you know, I think, well done, grandpa, but not only that, you raised your kids to love Jesus. To me, what that continues to mean for me is I need to inspire my children. My children need to see me in church. My children need to see me loving God. So that's I mean, Really Well Done is not just a song about, you know, the end of your life, but it's about actually living your life. Beautiful message. And I know it has brought comfort to a lot of people as well. Final question. When people mm-hmm. play the album, what do you hope they take away? I mean, there's so many things expressed on this record, but I think what I really hope that people see, I, I just think our lives are too short to not say the things that we think we should say Uh and to not do the things that we think we should do. I mean, I think to myself, how many times have I felt like this little nudge in in my heart, like, you should go talk to that guy. Mm -hmm. And I just think, oh, no, he's he's, he's obviously too big. You know, and I just, whatever. You You dismiss it. And I... I know from experience, like, no, the Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit is guiding us to have these conversations, to say these things, to do these things. I would hope that people are encouraged in their hard times. And I would hope that people would be encouraged in these times of joy and, uh, and love and rejoicing to, to just, like, follow Jesus with your whole heart. Love the message. Matt, we want to thank you so much for joining the show, bringing your message of love and light. And we'll catch up down the road. Uh, All right. That's Matt Fuquay of The Afters. Download the album Fear No More. Go pour yourself a cup of coffee and stay right there. When you come back, you're going to hang out with best-selling young adult author Angie Sage with some sage advice for your life. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, fueling you for your creative journey. What will it be like when my pain is gone And all the worries of this world just fade away
Albert, Albert Einstein. Creativity is contagious. Pass it on. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Well, best-selling young adult author Angie Sage is fresh off incredible success with her seven-book fantasy series, Septimus Heap, which we chatted all about on the show before. But now she's back with a new fantasy novel, Maximilian Flight. Now she's going to tell you all about the book, its themes of inclusion and empathy, and maybe she'll share some secrets on her own creative process to get you going on yours. Welcome, welcome back to the show, Angie Sage. Hey, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So great to have you on the show. And before we get into the new book, you had such a run with Septimus Heap. So when you close out a series like that, what is that like for an author? It is strange. I miss the world sometimes. I bet. I have a feeling that it will never really go. And I'm always ready to jump back in there and just, you know, explore a bit more of Septimus. But I had this idea for Maximilian for a while, and partly why it's just a one-off book, a story I wanted to tell. Okay. So now, do these stories, do they come to you in, like, full, complete visions, or do these characters come to you, and then, you know, through time you develop the story? Yes, it's the characters that come first. Images, too. Okay. So you write in images. Yeah. I get an image and a character together. That seems to be what happens. Yes, exactly. So now this book, Maximilian Fly, give us a little synopsis of the story and the lessons that are in there. First of all, I have to say that Maximilian, he's human. Okay. He doesn't look entirely human. If you met him in the street, you would think he was a giant cockroach. Okay. (laughs) So he has immediately a bit of a disadvantage going on there. Absolutely. But he lives in in a strange place where he's not the only person like that, actually. Mm -hmm. But they don't have a good time. The people, the humans that have this modification that has happened to them, Mm -hmm. they are not accepted as full members of society at all. Oddly enough, he was born as a little baby, and what happens to some of these people, they go into a cocoon, and then they emerge different. So that's the difference. But, you know, they are all human. And so it was really about we should judge people by who they really are. Not by what they look like. What they're like inside. Mm -hmm. It's something that grows throughout the book. What I hope is by the end of it, Whatever you might have thought at the beginning about Max, although he is a very cute and sweet character, I have okay. to say. <laughs> although he has his moments. I mean, he can be pretty grumpy at times. Okay, just but, like um, all of us. <laughs> like all of us, you see, exactly. <laughs> He's just the same. <laughs> so, And I hope by the end of it, it will seem ridiculous to the reader that he was Max was ever treated in any way different. <sighs> And as a writer, the arc of that had to be very satisfying when you found yourself getting to that point where you're leading the reader to that kind of conclusion. Yes, as you say, you know, that it's the characters that lead the story. So I have to step back and let my characters do a lot of that. Okay. And I hope that at the end of it, the reader will come to that conclusion. I think they do. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to best-selling young adult author Angie Sage right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. 
can you share a little bit about your creative process? And, you know, our show is all about inspiring people to get in touch with their creativity and maybe go back to that project they left. So can you share a little bit about your creative process and maybe some advice for keeping in touch with that part of us? I think that's a really good point to keep in touch with your creativity. Give yourself a little bit of space somehow. It's headspace, isn't it, that you need, yes. you need your thoughts to quieten down. Mm-hmm. And I think often if you can get out of your normal run of the day, run of the mill, do this, do that, just yeah. try and find a little space where you can just be you, even if it's for 10 minutes. Right. Um, just be you and just relax and allow ideas back into you because the clamor of everyday life, I think it just shuts ideas out, you know. So true. They can be banging on the door and you're not going to hear them. Right. That is so true because we have to get to the grocery store. We have to do the laundry. (laughs) We've got the kids. So, yeah, everybody's asking us to do stuff and you have to somehow ring fence a little bit for you and also you have to tell yourself and believe that you're worth doing that. You know, I think a lot of women tend to think that they're there first to make everything else all right for everybody. That is And they so always true. come last. A hundred percent. Move yourself up the level of importance, you know. <laughs> Put yourself top once a day. <laughs> we always enjoy talking to you. And once again, thank you for bringing this magical book to our show. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you down the road when the next one comes out. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Angie. That's best-selling author Angie Sage here on the Mulberry Lane Show telling you all about her new young adult novel, Maximilian Fly. Make sure you check it out. And stay right here with your radio sisters for more creativity and inspiration. Right around the corner, meet actor Cameron Cuff. He's the star of the sci-fi series Krypton. Keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Every day, every day. Rachel here. Just want to give you a personal invitation to get in on more sister fun music and highlights from the radio show. You can head on over to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Mulberry Lane Show. We love having you here and we'd love to meet you over there for more positivity, creativity, and true connection. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, where we come together over music and the arts. This is Allie, along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. Thanks for being here. Okay, guys, enter the DC Universe. The hit series Krypton on the Sci-Fi Channel is back for its second season. And London-born actor Cameron Cuff, who plays basically Superman's grandfather. Well, he's here right now to get you up to speed on season two, which premiered June 12th and airs every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central on Sci-Fi. And maybe he'll give you some tips on how to be a superhero in your own life. Welcome, welcome to the show, Cameron Cuff. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. So first, you have to talk about your character, what the series is all about, and then, of course, what's in store for season two. Absolutely. The TV show is called Krypton. It's set 200 years before the birth of Superman. Okay. I play Superman's eventual grandfather, which is a, it's a, it's a real, real fun role. And this year, we really thought about making the show even more expansive and even more epic. 
Okay. It's a real honor to be stepping into this legacy. And the thing is, I get to pay tribute to all of the cool Superman stuff that's come before, whilst also creating a character that's completely new. And that's so much fun. Not many people get to do something like that. Yeah. And it's not lost on me how lucky I am. <laughs> so then where do you film? Because, you know, it does look so epic and huge. So where are you filming? Yeah, we film in Belfast. And Belfast is the most wonderful place. And, and for us on Krypton, it's our home and... We have the most wonderful cast and crew on this job, and Belfast is an incredible city. I can't recommend it enough. Awesome. So now I can imagine there are some crazy fans. So any stories where you're like, I just can't believe this is my life? Oh, I mean, I constantly can't believe that this is my life. I truly think I'm the luckiest person in the whole world. For me, as far as fandom is concerned, like I am a fan. I've always been a fan of comic books. Okay. Um, so for me to be doing this stuff, it's an immense honor. And uh, every time I go to a Comic-Con or something like that, it's always such a joy to talk to the fans because I was a kid who got bullied for liking comic books. Okay. So for me to actually finally have so many people interested in what I have to say about this wonderful medium that we all love, it's just such a joy. And I'll always feel very, very lucky to be a part of it. Now, how did you land the role? Yeah, it was a very long audition process. And at the point in my career where it came along, um, I was, you know, still doing theatre in London and still doing sort of British costume dramas and, and television, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and I was having great fun doing that. But I never thought that something like this would come along, especially at this point in my career. So when it happened, I really, I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Cameron Cuff, star of the series Krypton on the Sci-Fi Channel here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now, is there one thing you tell yourself or you do for this character before the cameras start rolling? It's the same thing I've always told myself before cameras start rolling. I think the thing is, when you're an actor, there are some very basic principles and very basic rules. And it's basically, it's acting 101, uh, for sure. Everything I say is that. But I always tell myself before the words action, I always say, have fun, remember the stakes, this has never happened before. And I think the thing is, having fun is so important because I think that's why we choose to do this. I think we, we chose to do this because this is where we felt we belong and that we enjoy this. And I think you should never lose that sense of joy, never lose the reason why you started this. And having fun uh, should be your engine in every scene because it allows you to be really free and creative. I love and then that. if you remember the stakes, that's just your train tracks. If you remember mm-hmm. the stakes of a scene, you can never go too far wrong. Uh-huh. Sometimes you see scenes and, and sort of, you know, the bottom falls out of it and you lose all the energy or it goes to be too much. But if you remember the stakes, you really put yourself in that moment. You're never going to go too far wrong. Love that. And then this has never happened before is it's very simple and it's very obvious. But the things you're doing take after take or if you're in the theater and you're doing a play it's night after night and saying this has never happened before really gives you the freedom to sort of let go and not worry about it. And remember that everything has to be fresh and new and, and you should experience it for the first time. And that is sort of wonderful because it means you have to do less work. Right. You know, you should let everything come organically. And it keeps you in the moment. Exactly. Uh huh. So now you mentioned you were bullied. So now you're playing you yeah. know, the precursor to the superhero. So when you look back at that time in your life when, you know, things probably were not very joyful for you at that point, yeah. as you see the arc of your career, what advice would you have for someone who may find themselves in a situation, either they're being bullied or they're not sure where to go in their career or, you know, feeling in that down state? Can you speak to about finding the superhero within? Absolutely. For me, these stories have always been about hope and courage. And uh, for anyone in that situation, I'd say keep believing in yourself. 
And if you're being bullied, remember, it's not your fault. They want you to feel like you deserve it, and you don't. You're better than that. And keep believing that things will get better. They did for me. And if you have a dream, hold on to it, pursue it, and it will make sense. I know it, it might seem hard at times. And really, it, it might seem like it has no end, but it will get better. Keep trying. Love that. And then before we let you go, what do you hope people take away from the series, Krypton? Oh, gosh. I want people to have a wonderful time. This is an epic space adventure. For me, it is such a joy. And really, I'd say a massive thank you to the fans because you know, we'd be nowhere without them. And I really hope that they enjoy uh, the space epic that is season two. And thank you, Cameron, for joining the show and also for sharing your heart. We love this interview. Thank you so much. That's actor Cameron Cuff. Make sure you check out Krypton airing Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Central on the Sci-Fi Channel. If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive, then well, will you be there holding my hand? I'll keep you by my side with my superhuman night, kryptonite. Hey guys, did you know here at the Mulberry Lane Show, you can be a part of our free email list every week. Well, you'll get more sister fun, links to archived radio shows, tips on creativity for your life, and real connection. All you have to do is text the word Mulberry to the number 22828, and then you enter in your email. So join the free Mulberry Lane email newsletter, and we'll land in your inbox once a week. Text the word Mulberry to 22828. Okay, guys, it's time for my favorite part of the show. This is show notes. That's right, Rachel. This is where we share with you guys our favorite parts of the show and the best tips from each guest that we handpicked for your life. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind was on the show today. Now he gave you some advice on how to keep that rock and roll attitude in your life. What he says is you have to stay punk rock about your attitude. You have to be able to put things out there and how anyone else feels about it should be none of your concern. You got to cultivate being fearless. It's a state of mind that you can develop. You will make mistakes. Be willing to live in that space and take the quiet time so that when you need to, you can have that punk rock attitude. <laughs> Gotta love that. And be sure to check out Third Eye Blind Tour dates. On the Summer Gods Tour, they're touring across the country with Jimmy Eat World. And next, you heard from Matt Fuqua of the band The Afters. And what did Matt have to say, Rachel? If it's fear or anxiety or addiction you're dealing with, understand that everyone has struggles. And we all need community and we all need Jesus. Friends and Jesus will walk through the bad times with you. Short, sweet, and wise advice from Matt. Then some sage advice from young adult novelist Angie Sage. And she says you need to get in a place where you can find some quiet headspace. So she says find a little space where you can just be. And even if it's just 10 minutes, that will allow creative ideas to come back to you. She says a lot of times those ideas are banging at your door, but life is too busy for you to pay attention or let them in. And she has special advice for women because she says, you know, we tend to try to make everything all right for everybody else and always put ourselves last. So she says to put yourself on the top of the list at least once a day. That advice hits close to home. (laughs) True that. Then finally, actor Cameron Cuff from the sci-fi series Krypton weighed in on some basic rules of acting that you can apply to your life. He says... There are three things he always tells himself before the cameras start rolling. One is to remember to have fun. Two, remember the stakes. And three, this has never happened before. 
So basically, remember to have fun, remember where the boundaries are, and every day of your life is a brand new start. Okay, guys, that wraps up another weekend. Now, if you're a father or if you find yourself in any kind of a dad role, we realize that in today's world, often dads and the importance of the father figure are overlooked. And we just want to say from Mulberry Lane, we think it's an under-celebrated role, but we see you and we think you're doing a great job. So stand by your family, stand by those who are part of your inner circle. And to our own Mulberry Dad, thanks for standing behind your daughters through thick and thin, up and down, tears and laughter, music and silence, (laughs) when things were loud and crazy, when things were chaotic and dramatic. Oh yes, lots of drama. (laughs) And of course, walking each of your four daughters down that aisle. You're the backbone of this family and we love you so much. And she didn't want to cry today and she is. (laughs) I'm not not crying, you are. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you same time, same place next weekend. And head over to our Mulberry Lane page on any social media platform to see our Father's Day song. Share with your dad and have a great weekend. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Oh, daddy, oh, tell me you're never letting go. Even though you take these training wheels off and I fly. Oh, daddy, say things will always be this way. You and me in summer under the great big sky.